Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. And we're talking a winning episode tonight. I'm feeling real good. It's been a long time since we've had a game like this on the road where the win was never in doubt. Rockets started this game on a 20-6 to run and really took it from there. There was really no stopping the Rockets tonight. And the Rockets, honestly, I don't even say that they played that well. I think that we've seen them play a lot better in the past. But tonight it was very clear that they were the better team. Portland is just a team in total disarray. Y'all think we've got it bad. Portland might have it worse. And a lot of it has to do with their injuries, but we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, But final score, Rockets win this one. 125-106 is the first double-digit win on the road this season and the first win on the road in over two months. The last time the Rockets won on the road was that crazy game in Utah back in the middle of January where Christian would hit that uh, third-quarter buzzer beater. uh, And it was part of that. It was part of that road trip where they won three of five. And then you're like, okay, well, that was cute. They hadn't won on the road since. That's how long it's been. It was a rough February, rough most of March, but they pick up the win here on March the 25th, 2022. And Jalen Green led the way tonight. Jalen had 23 points, one of seven Rockets in double figures, three Rockets scoring in double figures off the bench. You had KJ Martin with 16, Dennis Schroeder and Josh Christopher, 14 apiece. Alperin Schengen struggled tonight, but four points, six rebounds, five assists for him. Solid in the box score. I beg to differ if that really matches what he did on the court tonight, but I'm not really worried about Schengen. I think he just needs to learn to go score. Go score when you're under in the paint. He he likes to get all shifty and stuff. And the thing is, when you when you try to make moves in the paint, that gets you lost. It gets you stuffed. It gets you, you're, you're elbowing someone and it's a charge. You're getting three seconds. So it's the shiftiness that he has is great. I love it. It's probably my favorite part about his game, but he's got to use that in the mid range and he's got to use that on the perimeter. Then he can use that to kind of cut into the lane and then he can decide, well, okay, do I give it to a cutting KJ? Do I kick it out to Matthews? Do I get Jalen in the corner or do I take it myself? And he has all those options and he'll get it. He'll get it. I'm not too worried about him, but tonight was a bit underwhelming for me with him. But, you know, a big reason why the Rockets struggle to win games is the fact that they don't have the best player on the court. You know, a lot of times that saved the Rockets over the years when they had, uh, when they had James Harden, 
Like James Harden was the best player on the court, and that put the Rockets in a lot of winnable situations over the years. And they have not had that since uh, since Harden left. But tonight, Jalen Green was the best player on the court, and that's a big reason why the Rockets won. And I could argue that the Rockets probably had the three best players on the court tonight. Jalen, Kevin Porter, and Christian Wood. And Christian Wood didn't even have that good of a game, I'd say. The thing with the Blazers, though, and here's kind of where I'll go into my Blazers stuff. I'm an editor for uh, Blazers Edge, which is our sister site at SB Nation, a great group of people that I work with over there. Um, I feel for them, especially those that are Blazers fans. Uh, it's, it's sad to see what the team has become. I am understanding of their position on Damian Lillard. It's really hard to, you know, say goodbye to the best player in your franchise's history when he's not asking out. Like, it's totally different with the Rockets and the Blazers. Like, the Rockets, Harden was asking to be traded. Damian Lillard's never asked to be traded. That whole narrative, people wanting to make that up, is because they want Dame to go to a, a, a bigger market team. And, you know, I think as Rockets fans, we can relate to that. A lot of people were, have been pushing uh, X player to go to X team because it's not in a bigger market than Houston. And Houston is, you know, the biggest of the quote unquote small market. When I think of big market, I think of LA, New York, Miami. To me, those are, that's, those are the big markets and that's five teams. That's five teams. And I say th- I say those five teams because those are teams that players have gone to for no reason other than the fact that it's in the city that it's in. Like, no one's coming to Houston because it's in Houston, Texas. No. They're going to Houston because they feel like they could win. And it's a winning culture down here. At least it has been for majority of the existence of the franchise. But with Portland, Portland only has the Blazers, so they really care about the Blazers there. And to let go of a guy that wants to stay, that wants to rebuild this thing back up, you should do it. And the thing is, the Bla- this Blazers team reminds me a lot of the Rockets from last year. Where the Rockets from last year, they had a decent start to the year. Even when, uh, even when Harden was traded, there was still some glimmer of hope with the wow factor and all of that. But then everybody just got hurt. Christian Wood got hurt. Oladipo got hurt. Eric Gordon got hurt. And then all of a sudden, you, you find yourself... You know, Kelly Olynyk's your best player, and you're like, oh, shit. Like, how are we going to win games? And that's kind of where the Blazers are right now. A lot of the Blazers that played tonight probably don't get minutes on any team in the NBA. Maybe Trenton Watford. Trenton Watford's actually pretty good. He kind of reminds me a lot of KJ. Uh, he's there. He had 19 tonight. He was their best scorer. Uh, Drew Eubanks had 18 points. I think every center against the Rockets is going to have a better game than average. He's been on, I think he's now fourth 10 day contract since he left the Spurs. So like, that's what I'm saying. He was the Spurs backup. The Spurs aren't even a playoff team. And this guy, Drew Eubanks is getting starting minutes for the Blazers right now. And I look at the Blazers. Like I look at the box score tonight. I see who didn't play justice Winslow. He's been, when he's been out there, he's been a starter. Uh, Joe Ingles was came to the team injured, but Josh Hart sat tonight. Anthony Simons has been incredible. He's been dealing with a knee injury lately, but Nurkic is out. Nasir Little is out. Damian Lillard has been out. So that's like six or seven guys that would be in the rotation that just didn't play tonight for one injury reason or another. And 
it's just it's it's unfortunate to see what the Blazers have are going through, but at the same time, it does help a little bit for them because it puts them in position to get a top pick, and they might have two lottery picks this year with them and the Pelicans, so they might be able to do something with those, help build a better team around Damian Lillard, not necessarily just the rookies. Maybe they trade those picks and they get a guy like Jeremy Grant. But that's that's some Blazers talk. I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk Rockets. This is a Houston Rockets podcast. The the thing is, the Rockets need to take advantage of the fact that the Blazers are so 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 under uh, undermanned right now, and they did. And and I'm glad that the Rockets were able to do that. It was pretty difficult not to. I'll say that. But you know, we've seen the Rockets before where they where they have these opportunities and they squander them for whatever reason. And tonight they didn't. And I think what tonight and tomorrow's game, I guess Saturday's game, will will be able to do for the Rockets is give them that boost of confidence going into the offseason and saying, hey, maybe this can work. Obviously, you'd like to see them win another game outside of these games against Portland because at this point, like, I love Portland and I love this Portland team as, as, a, as an editor for the site, but this team is a replacement level at best. And it is. I mean, they're replacing the real players that are supposed to be playing. So that's not really, you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is I'd like to see the Rockets be able to take this energy and apply it to a different game where you're playing a team that's a little bit tougher competition. So after these this Blazers series here, you've got, I think, nine games left, nine, ten games left. I might be that might be too much, but. Uh, you got the Spurs, the Kings, both at home. You get two games against the Kings at home, so you have you have seven games left, and some of those games are winnable. You get especially the San Antonio and two Sacramento games you got this upcoming week. Could we get a five game Rockets winning streak right before the end of the season? Who knows? Probably not. I, I would I would be surprised if it really did happen. But take advantage. Use this like this is a confidence boost for a lot of these guys. You, you get to play on the road. You get to build that energy off the road. Bring it to bring it to Toyota Center. I'd love to see that happen uh, over the next couple of days. And, and to be honest, like you know, lead it into the off season. You know, this is the opportunity for guys to have fun. This is an opportunity for guys to just do things in a game that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do in a different game. Take advantage, enjoy the moment, have fun, and then use that energy to in the final two weeks of your season get some momentum leading into this off season. You know, that's something that I've been really, you know, stressing is getting, getting some momentum into the off season. Obviously I'm not expecting the Rockets win every single game from here on out, uh, especially, or this week. I mean, I would expect them to, to beat this exact same team that they just beat by 20 again, not even 24 hours later. I would hope that they would do that. That would be, Kind of weird. I mean, I do think that the Blazers will give the Rockets a little bit more of a game tomorrow, but the Rockets should win again tomorrow. The Rockets are the better team. And it's very weird to say that because the Rockets have not been the better team in every single game they've played this year. This is probably the one game where I think they've been favored on the road. I can't imagine a game where they wouldn't have, they would have been favored on the road. Maybe an OKC game back early in the season, but like Man, like the Rockets, it's been a while since the Rockets have been a road team that's been favored to win and has done so. It's been a really long time since we've been able to say that. But 
they get the win here tonight. And I'm looking forward to seeing what these guys can do again, 24 hours from now and see what we can do. But you know, it's, it's hard to talk about a game like this on a Friday night. It's, it's a Saturday morning here for me on the East coast, but just about to be midnight here on uh, in Houston. But you know, there's a lot that's going on outside of what's going on with the Rockets. So I'll kind of just use these last couple minutes here to talk about what's going on in the NBA outside of the Rockets. And man, like this Eastern Conference, I, I don't think people are like, I feel like when March Madness is going on, at least for me, my interest tends to follow March Madness. So I don't pay as much attention on the rest of the NBA as I do, as I normally do. But I took a look at the standings today, and man, this this East is about to be extremely, extremely fun. The Heat lost tonight. They're 47-27 in first place. They have three teams, Milwaukee, Philadelphia, and Boston. And Philadelphia, I don't believe, has finished their game yet. Yeah, they are about to win. They're up 25 on the Clippers. But so so... Philly is going to be 46 and 27. They'll be a half game back of Miami. Boston at 46 and 28 is one game back of Miami and the four seed. So you've got one, two, three, and four separated by just one game. And then you look at five, six, and seven. Chicago has a one game lead at 42 and 31 on Cleveland and Toronto, who are both 41 and 32. Then you have Brooklyn in eighth at 38 and 35 with Charlotte half game back of them. And that eight, nine, that's important because if you are number eight in the play in, you get, you get a chance to screw up. Like if you lose that game against seven, at least you get the game against the winner of nine, 10. It's a, you're up three to two. You're not at a game seven just yet. So that is a very big difference that eight, nine uh, determination. Then you have Atlanta who's sitting five games ahead of the Knicks at the 10 slot. So the team, we know we have a pretty good idea that at least Brooklyn, Charlotte and Atlanta are going to be in the play in at some, in some eight, nine or 10. And that seven slot is going to be between Chicago, Cleveland and Toronto. And I'll tell you this, I do not want to be the team that has to play the Nets in the play-in. It's just not something that I would want my team to be in. So that is a very wild Eastern Conference right now. I've been kind of waffling back and forth this season because I've, I've said in the past that I think Milwaukee is the champs and the champs of the champs until proven otherwise. But then you've got all these teams now. Boston's looking really good ever since ever since the deadline. Boston's been looking really strong. They could get the one seed for all we know. Obviously, we have the Philadelphia 76ers looking like a very different team. Brooklyn's going to come in and get that seven or eight slot and give whoever one or two is one hell of a run. That's another interesting wrinkle to all of this as well is – we don't know where Brooklyn's going to be. And one, two, three, and four, are they going to tank out of the, out of the one slot to get into that like five or six? That could be some weird set of strategy, but I also kind of think that it's, it's kind of like this, right? 
you're going to have to face some team from five through eight at some point. You're going to get home court. I guess like the one benefit to being in the one or two slot is you get home court in a second series. But I have a feeling like all four of those teams at the top, they feel like they are the best team in the East. They feel like they can beat anyone. And so it doesn't really matter to them if they're one, two, three, or four. They feel that they can beat any team in the East. And that's what the East is going to be like this year. All four of those teams have a chance to win the East. Same with the Nets. And honestly, like Chicago is not a team that you really want to play unless, you know, they're back to full health soon, which hopefully they will be by the playoffs. And like Chicago, like those teams, Chicago, Toronto, uh, like Cleveland, those are not going to be easy playoff series by any means. So this East series, this East playoffs, every series is going to be a must watch. Every single series is going to be a must watch. And I can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. I'm going to talk about the Western Conference in a different episode because I do feel like I'm going to need the content at some point. And the West right now is not as dramatic. I'll say uh, it's, you know, it's Phoenix's, you know, they're, they're about to clinch home court if they already had. And I think they have already. Um, yeah. They've already clinched the West. So like, and I heard Chris Paul's coming back. Like they did all this with, without Chris Paul for uh, the, the last month. Jesus, man. Like that's, that's just insane. I, I am, and then Golden State and Memphis are kind of slotted into their slots. Utah and Dallas, that'll be an interesting little um, battle between who's going to get home court. They're right now tied at 45 and 29. They're probably going to face each other in the playoffs, unless a team like Denver comes up and snags a five seed. But right now, Denver is at six, and they're a half game ahead of Minnesota. Minnesota's been playing some really good basketball as of late as well. So that should be interesting. And then the West playing, my goodness, Jesus, Jesus. Like, it's like they're trying to lose and they can't because they're all so bad. It's just, I'm much more looking forward to the East playoffs. And I'm so glad that majority of the playoffs this year, the best moments of the playoffs are going to come in an earlier time. So I don't have to be up late at night. I mean, obviously I will because I'm just, I'm just a hoop. I'm just a hoops fan. So I'm going to watch whatever game's on it. And I, and I will stay up at night, almost 1 a.m., talking in a room behind, by myself, really to nobody. We got, like, I think two or three people tonight. Shout out to everyone who's listening to us live here on Spotify Greenroom at almost midnight here in Houston. But, you know, I think this is a very strong testament to my basketball fandom. I'm here. It's a Friday night. I could be anywhere right now. I could be out with my friends. It could be, you know, out downtown All that. No, I'm alone in my room talking about basketball, but I wouldn't have it any other way because I love getting to make this podcast for you, the listener. You guys have been so incredible to us over, you know, this course of this season, sticking with us through the good, the bad and the ugly. So we are super, super appreciative of you. I think this is a good place to park the rocket ship for now. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at Dream Shake SBN. You can also head to our Facebook page, give us a like over there, and head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at SVNH.com. You can follow me on Twitter if you'd like to, at Jeremy Brenner, that's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E, 
Anyhow, we'll be back again tomorrow night for another episode of The Dream Take. Blazers part two. Let's see if we can get this sweep, this winning streak. It'd be also the first winning streak since the January road trip out on the West Coast. So, again, an opportunity here for the Rockets. Let's go make it happen. Again, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode of The Dream Take. And until next time, go Rockets. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from zero to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com.